0: Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. You're listening to The Morning Mix here on RNIB Connect Radio. It's Jill Barkley here with you and girl gone blind Maria Johnson joins me on the line now. Hello you, how are you this week? I'm doing great. How are you, Jill? I'm very well, thanks. Very, very well. Uh, In fact, I've had a couple of personal achievements this week that I'm so super proud of. Um, And it's just very personal to me. And it sounds silly, but we'll talk a wee bit about that later on, because it will be included in our topic today. And it's kind of talking a bit about that kind of blind competition that can sometimes manifest itself between blind people. Now, I don't know whether sometimes it is people trying to top trump each other the way fully sighted people would, or maybe other people with other disabilities do the same kind of thing. But it's almost like, well, I've done this. Well, I've done this even better.
1: Mm, Yeah. You know, it is kind of a personal competition. You know, it manifests in our own little minds. We overthink things. We get down on ourselves because we haven't done certain things that other blind folks have been doing. And actually, it doesn't matter, right, Jill? It really, really doesn't matter. I do it all the time. I do it with my blogging. I'm constantly thinking, how could I do better? That person blogged, you know, four more times than I did. That person's got 17 million trillion subscribers. How come I don't? And you know, it really comes down to your individual journey, your individual time, and your individual needs, wants, and what
0: you feel you want to pursue in your own life. Most definitely. I speak to the most incredible people all the time, including yourself, Maria. But sometimes, you know, I feel, oh my goodness, you know, as a blind person, am I failing in this kind of area? Am I failing in that kind of area? Now, I spoke a bit about personal achievement for me this week. And this is something that, to be honest, I haven't told anybody because I was very embarrassed about it. But for some reason, I lost confidence maybe about a year ago and going out on my own. As much as, you know, I've been blind for 20 years and I've always dotted about with my guide dog, for some reason it just happened where all of a sudden I felt agoraphobic didn't feel frightened going out with my friends i didn't feel frightened going out with my husband but going out on my own i all of a sudden just got the fear and you know what fear i'm talking about the fear of being on your own and getting mm. lost and yes. because of that the work with my guide dog slipped i was too embarrassed to say anything i didn't know how to ask for help and you know it was only a week or two ago when my guide dog aftercare instructor said to me you know we need to do some aftercare yeah. <laughs> I kind of broke down and told her the truth and you know it's the best thing I could have done because she spent the last two weeks with me uh, on a couple of occasions doing my roots with me, building up my confidence in only a way that somebody that's trained in orientation skills can because as great as my husband and my friends are, they don't know what to look for when it comes to orientating yourself around with a guide dog, the landmarks you have to look for, the sounds, that kind of thing and because I'd become so scared, I was pushing it to the back. Of- my mind and ignoring it so the other day I went out and I did a big two-mile walk a walk that I used to do a long time ago and I achieved it by myself and you know something it was like winning a gold medal at the Olympics it just felt so good for me and it might sound silly to anybody else and I feel a little bit embarrassed saying it because it, it it's no big deal to a lot of people but it was a huge deal to me well,
1: I am so proud of you, Jill, and I had no idea that you had that going on. But the fact that you took control of it, I call it when your devastation is your motivation, you're stuck. And that stuck actually can propel you to do something about it when it gets to a point when you just can't stand it anymore and you know you have to do something about it and that's what you did that is so great Jill i am so so proud of you and you fought through that inner competition in your your inner mind saying i can't i can't i can't but something broke through for you which is so amazing and i completely relate On some levels, obviously, I don't have a guy, Doug. I do still have that fear of going out a lot of times on my own, and you and I had that conversation on a phone call, FaceTime we do sometimes, where I actually went out on my own and sat in a Starbucks in a big leather chair, drank a coffee, and chatted with you on the phone. That was something I'd never done before in like three years, is go sit at a Starbucks and just enjoy time alone. Oh, alone, keyword alone. That just doesn't happen. And for us to go out and do things on our own, it's a completely different ball game. And to have somebody that's trained help you understand what it's like to be on your own, being an O and M instructor like you had with your guide dog. I've been through O and M training. I still don't cross the street by myself. Quite honestly, I. Don't admit that a lot myself. I am too afraid to cross the street. I don't care if everyone says stop, there's no cars, you can go ahead. I'm still sure I'm going to get hit by a car. I don't know what that is, but I'm sure I'm going to get hit by a car. So I don't cross streets. Now, I do hear of other friends and they tell me, they're crossing the street, they're walking around town, they're walking big cities, they're doing this and the other. And I think, I don't know, how do they do it? How do they do it? And I'll get down on myself because I can't even cross the street to get out of my own neighborhood. But, you know, I finally just accepted the fact that you know what, I'm just not going to be a street crosser (laughs) by myself because who needs that fear in their life? I've decided to put that fear aside and not even put that as part of my life because it was holding me back. It's kind of getting past those small competitions of I've got to beat this can either be, you know, detrimental or it can be advantageous when it actually takes you to the next level. So, you know, Jill, I, again, I'm I'm so proud of you. And how freeing was that for you? I mean, absolutely freeing.
0: Oh, do you know something? It was such a freeing experience. It really, really was. And I have to say, Maria, you know, thank you for saying, you know, all these kind words. But it was you. Actually, sitting in that Starbucks and talking to me that day that inspired me to do it. You've been blind for three years, I've been blind for 21 years, and you still get your scary moments, and things can still happen where your confidence is rocked. And just listening to your voice that day and hearing how pumped up you were just from being out at your local Starbucks, it made me really, really yearn for that feeling again. And that is what got me up and got me out. As much as we try to help help people on a daily basis with with our experiences people can help us too you've helped me no end and for that I'm truly grateful I don't think it's anything to be ashamed of if you have any kind of worry about crossing a street or going out in the dark I won't go out in the dark on my own i just won't do it that's just a personal thing and and that's one thing i will put to the side but you know i suppose for me sitting over the last kind of year where i've been frightened to go out my own i've been thinking well what if my what if my husband gets up and runs off with another woman what happens if my husband decides he just doesn't want to be with me anymore what happens if something god forbid happens to my husband i am stuck in the house unless i conquer this and you know There's always people you can ask to help. You will never be stuck at a road where you won't be able to ask somebody, can I have a hand across the road? I still ask for a hand across the road if it's a busy junction. I don't know if there's a car coming or not. There's too much traffic coming from all directions. I'll still turn to somebody beside me and say, can you just help me across the road? But I do think that sometimes we put ourselves under so much pressure to be like everybody else and other blind people Mm -hmm. who have achieved amazing things. You know, I have spoken to people who have climbed Kilimanjaro, who have flown from London to Sydney in a microlight Blind, these amazing, amazing experiences that I know I will never achieve. Not because I don't want to, but because, you know, my health won't let me and my level of fitness won't let me. And there isn't the want there to climb a mountain, if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. But for me, I might as well have reached the summit of Everest because. That was the sense of achievement that I felt. So I think people need to stop being hard on themselves and, uh, you know, maybe just push yourself outside your comfort zone a little to let yourself feel that sense of achievement now and again. But give yourself a pat on the back and encourage yourself for the things that you are able to do rather than looking at things you can't do.
1: Yeah, that is good words of advice, Jill. I try and put myself in, everybody started somewhere. And like you said, I am only three years into this blind life. And the fact that I just made it up to Starbucks and sat in Starbucks, somebody who climbed big mountains or, you know, ran the Appalachian Trail or has traveled all over the world, they went to a coffee shop and sat there at some point. So everybody starts somewhere. And that's another reminder. We all have to start somewhere. I'm just such an overachiever, type A, control freak, all of the above. So I'm constantly thinking like, well, why can't I do that? I just just go do that. But there's so much more to it when you lose your sight. And that same day I went to Starbucks. I actually first went to my bank, and that's another thing I think of people going, they go to the bank all the time, they're doing all their finances and all of that, and I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do, and I thought, how am I going to get into my bank? You have to get through like 16 doors to get into my bank, you know, in case some blind person's going to rob the bank, I guess you got to like watch out for that, but I thought, how am I going to get into the bank? So long story short, I did get into the bank, but I talked to my teller, this favorite teller of mine, and I said, hey. If I get here, how am I supposed to get in the doors without asking somebody for help? Because there's like 16 doors. There's lights you have to look at, green lights to open the next door. And I can't see the lights or anything. She goes, oh, there's a button outside that you press for assistance and we'll come and help you in. I'm all, shut up. She goes, yeah. I'm all really? She took me out. She showed me where the button was. All I have to do is press that and a teller, an assistant will come out and get me and bring me into the bank. I'm like, you're kidding me. These are those little things that I don't know about, but other people do and that's how they do it. So it's it's still, it's finding out not only how to do things, but going out and experiencing them that gives you that sense of accomplishment to go, I can do the next thing now. Because you have to start somewhere, like I said, and whether you start with orientation and mobility training, you start by taking a car to the middle of town and going to your favorite shop, coffee shop, and just sitting there and enjoying the moment. And you're right. I was super pumped sitting in Starbucks and it wasn't the coffee. It was not the coffee. I was literally (laughs) elated that I was sitting there and going, yep. I did this, I did this, I went home and I was super stoked for the rest of the day. But even the littlest things, Jill, again, like you said, it doesn't have to be a mountain, you don't have to write the bestseller, I don't have to write 16 blogs a week. I just do what I can do. And it's moving forward. And that's what's best for everybody. And those of you are listening, if you haven't done a lot of these things, where it's just maybe getting to a shop, going out for a walk by yourself, it has to start with little baby steps and, and that's all that we've done, Jill, is we started with the baby steps, you twenty years ago, me still doing baby steps, but it's moving us forward each day. And you know what? And that's that's all you can ask of yourself.
0: Well, exactly, Maria. And honestly, the words you say are just so important for people to take heed from because we do put ourselves under pressure as women, as blind women, as human beings. I think, you know, the whole human race put themselves under needless pressure. And sometimes, you know, you're so busy worrying and being upset about what is not in your life that you actually are kind of forgetting about your achievements. And I honestly think sometimes I've got to stop my Myself and say, stop looking for what's not there for you and start appreciating what is there and what you have achieved and what you have done. You can't solve everybody's problems, you can't solve all your own problems. You've just got to take each day as it comes, learn from your experiences, and do the best you can and be the best person you can be. And you know, if that helps and inspires someone along the way then brilliant. But I, 20 years on, still need the inspiration from other people. I still need the encouragement. And that's exactly, as I said, what you did for me, Maria, and you're not 20 years into it.
1: Well, you're so sweet. And... You know, I appreciate your kind words and you have been an amazing inspiration for me as well. You have accomplished so much in the time that you lost sight of that. It just amazes me. And meeting friends like you and other folks that have been out in the blind world, if you will, longer than me, I think, wow, they're doing it. They're doing it. But then again... We also don't know what's going on behind closed doors. And I think that you and I have both shared, not just today, but many other times, people don't know what goes on behind closed doors or in our little minds. They don't know. And I think that's the great thing about us is that we can share that. I mean, we can be embarrassed or we can say it's silly, but you know what? It may be the same situation someone else is going through and this blind life It's a team effort, Jill. You're on my team. I'm on your team. You know, it is a team effort. Your O&M trainer's on your team. Your dog's on your
0: team. And, you know, no one should be ashamed about that either. Definitely not. Definitely not. Well, you and I are definitely hashtag team blonde. So... (laughs) love it it's love it. it! always so good to catch up with you Maria thank you so much for sharing your experiences with us all I mean, it really is such an honor to speak to you every week and obviously you're always blogging and uh, for the record your blogs are the best so you don't have to worry about that but if anybody wants to take a look at the best blind girl blogs in the world what's the best way to do so you're so sweet
1: um, my blog is at girlgoneblind.com you can find me on Facebook at girl gone blind and on twitter at girl underscore gone underscore blind
0: maria thank you so much for joining me here in the morning mix today you have a fabulous week and we'll speak to you again next week here on rnib connect radio thanks for having me jill you take care bye bye for more downloads like these visit
1: rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts